Yeah, you dickhead. <laughs> Should make wise illegal. <laughs> I'll take the strike. Take the strike. Get him back, Jay. There's one more person. What, I guess he's Steve Young? Yeah, and I'll just say TJ Young. <sighs> so that's two. All right, wise are dumb. Wise are out. I'll just make it one out. Uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, Wes Welker. Back to, to back to Scott. Willie Sneed. Steve Smith. Oh, back to me. Um, Shannon Sharp. Other Steve Smith. <laughs> Fuck no. S. Back to Scott. Really? Oh, Frank. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Was it Bubba Frank started? No. No, I started with something else. Uh, as much as I would love to slam him on this. Uh, no, now it's me. F. Oof. Yeah, that's pretty tough. We got Franks, we got Freds. Freddies. Frederick Douglass is a civil rights <laughs> activist. Fran Tarkenton. Oh, good one. That's a good one. What is it? Fran Tarkenton. T. Uh... What you just heard was a road trip game, commonly referred to as the name game. Um, myself, Jason Peters, the host of the show, um, Scott Boches from the previous Valentine's Day episode, and our other close friend, Brendan Charlton, had gone on a road trip in 2018 that had spanned from um, pretty much Arizona to Las Vegas, Las Vegas to through Utah into Colorado, then Kansas, then Missouri into Annapolis, all the way back to Philadelphia. So it was a pretty long trip. So something we did a lot was we played this name game. So someone says a first and last name, like Jason Peters, then you take the P from Peters, and you have to use it for the first name of the next guy. So it would be Jason Peters, then the next guy goes Peter Gabriel. And if you repeat yourself, you get a strike, and that's how the game goes. So pretty much Scott would say... You got Drake this. So it's a with an H. Holodinata. Holodinata is an N. And then the next person would say a name that starts with an N. But the thing is about this game is that it's not really a game. It's not very fun at all. It's kind of like a, a last-ditch effort after you've been in the car with all of the same people for hours and hours. And basically what the game does is that when you hear a name that you have not, you weren't expecting to hear, you, your brain kind of lights up and it goes, oh, wow, a, a thing I haven't thought of in a while. And then you're able to converse a little bit. And I've listened to this whole 30-minute long clip of us playing the name game, and that's what happens. Scott will say something like, hello, Dinata, and then just for a moment, we'll be able to have a conversation about something, and then we all dip out, and then we need to play the game again. You got uh, Drake this. So it's a, it's a Scott with an H. Hello, Dinata. 
A loading auto is an end. Everyone that's ever gone to that gas station was murdered. <laughs> that's so true. I would never trust it. Don't they look little? That doesn't look real. It looks like little pumps. What do you think happens there? Nothing. Ever. They refill it once a year. The gas is old. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I have N. Yeah. I'm trying to think of double N's. Oh. I think I guess that's kind of rare. The only double one I can even think of is Nick Nolte. Not, not even sure who he is. Nick Foles. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, F. Oh, no. We might get poor Brendan out. Brendan needs a W. I don't even know any more Fs. We played the name game with baseball players, basketball players, and football players all across the country. It's something that we had done in previous road trips, and we brought into this. Scott has the most road trip experience as an athlete getting bussed from state to state, and we'll hear some of his stories. And Brendan has done the drive from Philadelphia to St. Louis so many times that he could do it with his eyes closed. I personally just wanted to go on a cross-country road trip because I figured it was a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with a few days off. So, before we dive into the glory of road trip stories, which we do have a few of this episode, allow me to talk about why this topic matters in the context of 2100. Fletcher, a Frank, Freddy, Freddy, Fred, Fran. There's tons of F names, dude. Every time I hear Fran, I think of Fran Walsh. Yeah, I was going to say him if I was going to try to get out on that caveat. We're definitely missing some folks. Does they anyone take have it one? Too? I'm trying. I think I got one. I got one. I think it's football. Can we use a lifeline? Yeah, use a lifeline. Who want to keep Brendan in the game? One lifeline. Ready? Who is it? Forrest Whitaker? Oh, yeah. Forrest Whitaker's an actor. Nah. Yeah, huh? Forrest Whitaker's an actor. He's an African African American actor with a messed up eye. Oh, he is. Oh, fuck. All right. I said it once and I said it again. So, to understand the future, you must understand the past. The automobile was created in 1900, and in the beginning, as is common with new technologies, cars were for the ruling class and extremely expensive. Then, as the 1900s progressed, the cost of producing a car dropped and the middle class grew. 
The American public could afford more cars, and it's important to note that cars were really useful for doing war, which was very, very popular in the early 20th century. Now that cars were cheaper, cities and countries all over the world rushed to build roads able to sustain the demand for cars. You gotta remember that in 1900, there was believed to be 1.6 billion people on Earth. Compare that to 2017, where the population was roughly 7.5 billion. The population is going to be an issue in the future. Luckily, it's not the issue of 2019, rather the problem in 2100. I bet they'll be talking about things like population control a lot and a lot more. In 2019 on Earth, there are cars, lots and lots of cars and lots of lots of people. That means more roads, more cities, and more infrastructure. In my lifetime, the word infrastructure is pretty much synonymous with roads. Our lives travel through highways. We determine where we live based off where roads connect and how quickly these roads allow us to travel. On these very same roads, 1.25 million people die annually. Car crashes rank as the ninth leading cause of death in the world. Over 90% of all road fatalities occur in low- and middle-income countries, which have less than half of the world's vehicles. I thank the Association for Safe International Road Travel for those statistics. To understand the topic of road trips, you need to understand how important cars are, not just as a method of transportation, but as an economic and cultural force. The existence of a factory that produces cars can make or break the entire existence of communities. I'm looking at you, Detroit, Columbia, South Carolina. Nashville. As I speak in 2019, America is losing power on the global stage while it infights about capitalism versus socialism and whether or not science or religion is more important, essentially. And China is rising up and providing a massive leadership role throughout the world. Creating roads and infrastructure throughout Africa, the Middle East, and into Europe, the likes of which the world has never seen. Before we get to our topic, let me explain how important roads can be by calling my shot for the future. The year is 2019, and in 2018, China created the world's longest sea-crossing bridge that cost $20 billion. Why does this matter? It is a 34-mile-long bridge. Why and where? Well, in the 1800s, Britain was doing what it loved oh so very much. Colonialism. During which time they took over Hong Kong. At the time, Hong Kong was a relatively unimportant plot of land in southern China. Through the years, Hong Kong developed its own culture and practices despite being directly next to China and mostly comprised of people that came from China. China and Hong Kong had different cultures, traditions, governance, levels of freedoms, and overall outlooks of the world. Hundreds of years pass and wars happen and people realize that colonialism is not sustainable. Somehow, through the whitewashed evil of bureaucracy, Britain maintained a lease on Hong Kong that lasted until 1997. But before UK leader Margaret Thatcher gave Hong Kong back to China, she wanted to be assured that the people of Hong Kong could maintain their way of life. The Chinese and British government agreed to let Hong Kong self-govern for 50 years, from 1997 to 2047, in something called the One Country, Two Systems model that is absolutely unheard of. There is a strong and secured border between China and Hong Kong. This bridge is seen as the first of many steps to integrate Hong Kong back into China, which in its own right is a controversial and confusing issue. Because the people of Hong Kong still have 27 years left of self-rule, and there's a strong opposition to joining China. This bridge is very clearly more than a bridge. It's a $20 billion economic investment into an area. It will change the patterns of millions of people's lives, whether they want it to or not. And in 2100, they will be able to look up what happened in Hong Kong. 
But in 2019, this is why I said I'm calling my shot. I'm saying that some crazy shit is going to happen in Hong Kong in the 2040s and 2050s. I don't know if it's war or the 2047 version of Tiananmen Square, but with the way that Chinese life is headed with social scores and censorship and the way Hong Kong has legitimate freedom, I'm sure that there's going to be some backlash. However, away from a political issue and away from history... These long roads that we all travel on are much more than asphalt. They're powerful tools used to create societies. They decide who lives and who dies in times of great stress. But sometimes, they are the escape that we all need to remind ourselves that we are alive and you just need to go on a road trip. I started in Philadelphia and then I flew to Texas. I flew to Dallas, Texas, drove to Austin, then drove to Las Cruces, New Mexico, then to, um, like, we drove straight through to San Diego. Uh, uh, we hung out in San Diego for a day. This is my friend Cynthia. And for anyone listening in 2100, good goddamn luck figuring out what that reference is. And for everyone who's alive in 2019, have fun with that being stuck in your head for the rest of the day. Cynthia's one of my best friends, and she went on a road trip a little bit after I went on my road trip. And she had a very good story that I thought was emblematic of road trips in 2019. So, Cynthia, where did you go after San Diego? L.A. And then L.A. where? Back to Philly. Oh, you flew. Yeah. Oh, so you did a shoehorn from Texas yeah. up to California. Up How to long LA. was that? So we spaced it all out because it was mostly for the whole purpose of the trip was to move Aaron's car from Austin, or I'm sorry, Dallas to San Diego. Mm-hmm. But then Kaylin lives in San Francisco and we figured a good way to hang out with Kaylin without like having to go to one place or the other was meet somewhat in the middle in L.A. Mm-hmm. Then we stayed, I stayed in LA that night. Got it. And then flew out again, hotwired. Yes. Plan the you hotwired your flight back? Hotwire is the thing for the hotel. Yeah, okay, got it. We stayed in La Quintas. Yeah, we stayed All in La Quintas. We stayed in the one. We st- but the um, 
craziest part of the trip was in the middle of the desert in Arizona, we were passing, like, there weren't really many cars around. Like, we would once in a while pass a car, a truck, whatever. And then there would just be wildfires everywhere. Did you notice that at all? So there were just cactus everywhere. And then a couple of them would be on fire every now and then. So the min- the the road, I don't know what the temperature was. I think it was like 101, something like that. And so we were just like in the car. Luckily, the AC worked everything but still you know how it still gets hot um and some part i don't know anything about cars i know how to call triple a and that's all i need to know (laughs) i thought but something melted off of her car in the front so the tire we thought she caught a flat so all of a sudden the car just starts like making the sound like really really loud sound and then like the car starts slowing down and we pull over to the side of the road, and there's nothing. There's just a wildfire next to us, like not close enough next to us to be nervous about. Cactus and just dirt. And then there's like, in the distance, there's just like a mountain. There was nothing. And every once in a while, a car would come by. Um, and our first worry was like, oh, okay, well, I don't want creep. Do well, stuff. yeah. And like trying to. There's tons of worries. Yeah. <laughs> there are tons of. Cell okay, service? yeah. Do so we have cell service? No, no cell service. So that was the fucking terrifying part. The cell service stopped. I noticed the cell service just go off because the GPS is all of a sudden like. You know how it tells you like things on. Like, did did you know what pictures. state you were in? I knew I was in Arizona. Okay. We started the day in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Matt, because I can imagine there was points in I was like, oh, I forget what state we're in. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I don't even know what comes next either. Yeah. Like, geography lesson but um eventually like someone stopped and so what it was is there was like a flap i'll show you there was like a flap that covers um i guess it's like a mud flap type thing so melted off the car and then was stuck in between the tire and like the ground Mm -hmm. and we couldn't pull it off and so aaron starts pulling off there's one on the back that kind of came off too she pulls that one off and we keep going and then this is where the big one happened, and we couldn't get this off. We're both, like, feet on the car, just pulling it off of the thing. It did not come off. Um, and all of a sudden, like, trucks pass us, and they're honking at us. Like, nothing, like, you need help. They're just honking at us. And we're like, all right. Um, then some dude comes up in, like, a RAV4 uh, and doesn't get out of the car and just gives us a thumbs up or down. Like, looks at us like, y'all need help. And we look at each other like, what the hell else are we going to do? Yeah. So, he gets out of the car. What does he look like? He has a couple, like, we had a, a bunch of tattoos, but they were just kind of spaced out. Like, mm-hmm. band tattoos. He's probably, like, in his 40s, uh, graying a little bit, and then just, like, clean cut. Okay. Looks like, but, like, not not super clean cut. Like, was wearing, like, a, a motorcycle shirt and, like, Well, he's in jeans. the middle of nowhere. No one's yeah. then, just out for groceries. Well, so his thing was... <laughs> of course, he's got a thing. <laughs> He pulls a knife out of his pocket. And we look at each other. He was looking at the car and then pulled the knife out on some, like, dramatic movie shit. Like, flipped it out while looking at the car. And me and Aaron look at each other like, I don't know how fast you can. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he looks at us and goes, do you mind? And we're just like, do we mind? What? Like, I don't understand what you're Do I mind goes, your knife? <laughs> at that point, I was like, fuck it. Like, this is where I die. I, I, I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and so he starts cutting the flap that came off off the car. He knew. He knew what had yeah. happened. I mean, and he was underneath it for a little bit. And, like, I couldn't film it. because I Dude, didn't I would have been scared shitless. I, he just stabs the, the car so he can't get away. Oh and then he comes God. to you guys. Oh, my God. That's a possibility. There, it could have been so many things. Dude, I would have been so... I'd be like, what is your name, sir? That's how I... Hex, yes, who are you? What is... What, how do you, What is the knife... For? Like, uh, yeah. stuff like that is what I would have said. We, we just point at it. We're like, I don't really know. <laughs> he just rips it off. And then, like, it, it, it honestly took, like, 15 minutes. There was, like, some random conversation of just, like... Okay, some small talk he knows at some something point. about... Not really anything about, like, who anything but the car. Are. Okay. Yeah. So... Erin kind of loses her temper in the middle of this because at first we couldn't get it off. And she took the screws that were um, screwing the thing in that melted off and threw them into the desert. That's not a good idea. No. And uh, he goes, after while he's he's pouring, like ripping the thing off, he looks at her and goes, do you have those screws? And Erin just looks at me and goes, I threw them. (laughs) Oh, God. And I don't know how because I have terrible sight. I saw them in the dirt. And, like, went after them. I'm scared of shit. There's snakes, whatever. I give them to the guy. He does whatever the hell. I don't even know what he was doing. I was just staring at him, staring at his car, trying to, like... License plate and shit. Yeah. So, afterwards, he just takes it off, throws it, goes, all right, well, you guys need anything else? And we're like, no. Uh, And he goes, yeah, I saw you. I came out here to put out... I come out here to put the wildfires out. And I saw you guys. figured you could use some help. Figured I'd kill... Two birds with one stone. Ah. And gets back in the car and drives over to the wildfire. And we're just standing there like, oh, chicken's done. Like, what the fuck just happened? And as he's driving away, and I have footage of me trying to zoom in on the car and screaming his plate numbers in case he followed us somewhere. Because I was still scared at this point. Like, there was no, there was like a part of relief that was like, okay, that's fixed. But then there was also... What else happens to the car? Because her tire pressure light came on in the middle of the day. And, yeah. So, never heard from this man again. I trusted him because he had a uh, Avenged Sevenfold tattoo on his arm. And I was like, ah. I listened yeah, that's, to that. Not, that's not that sketchy of a band. Avenged Sevenfold no. is real. That, no, straight up, straight up, straight up. No, no, no joke. It's not like Megadeth. It's not like. Okay, yeah. No, no, no straight up. Ben listens to Avenged Sevenfold. I have not. I'm not hating. I got friends that okay, listen to them. Okay, so yeah. They used to I, be featured in like video games and stuff. That's how okay, I know Avenged yeah. Sevenfold. I saw it and like he was. Like, <laughs> you like, that's I was like, he was just an old hippie. Like yeah. he was wearing a Bob Marley tattoo and shit. And we're like, ah, uh, I trust yeah. This Bob Marley tattoo is not as threatening <laughs> as like it could be. Uh, maybe. Less threatening than Led Zeppelin. Well, Led Zeppelin's still pretty. I wouldn't be threatened by anything in that, like in that genre. Like the the scary part about tattoos is when they're unrecognizable. That's yeah. Like Iron Maiden, I don't listen to a ton. Like a fucking gang tattoo on someone's eye. (laughs) Well, yeah. Anyway, face and neck tattoos, I'm out. But uh, so from there, you went from Arizona. Where did you stay that night? We made it to San Diego. Like that was midday, probably like noon in Arizona. And we made it to San Diego by 8 p.m., I think. And then and then that night you went to Tijuana? And then that night, uh, no, we partied <laughs> in San Diego. The next night, we um, the bars closed at 2 a.m., just like here. And, you know, I'm running on Philly time. And I'm yeah. tired and whatever. And, and everyone's like, let's, uh, let's go out to this after-hours place. And I'm like, cool, you can drink there? And they're like, no, the liquor, you can't drink there. I'm like, so what the fuck am I going to do with this after hours? 
Um, yeah, or who are you play tic tac toe? Yeah, right. Fuck <laughs> <are we doing? laughs> if it's after hours, we might as well go back to the crib. And, yeah, like, three chill o'clock there, in the morning. Smoke- yeah, yeah smoke, just gonna hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, they were like, "Yeah, no, we'll we'll get a hookah." So the dude that Aaron was talking to or is talking to is the promoter. So he brought us to this after hours place that had a huge line out front. We got yeah. the first table just right in front, and cleared out, and they hand us all Fiji water bottles. And me and Kaylin look at each other like, "Bitch, I'm not paying for a fucking Fiji water bottle." Yeah, probably. Inflated Are you kidding me? Like, I'm like, "Why the fuck did you give me this?" Like, yeah. and then they're like, "So what? Like flavor hookah? Do you want?" Oh, and I'm like, I don't want to stay here anymore. Yeah. And like, we could just tell each other's faces that none of us did. And then it was honestly like me, it, me, Caitlin and Aaron had in our brains from beforehand that we wanted to do some crazy shit and like cross the border into Mexico. So we were like, do you guys want to do after hours in Tijuana? What time was that? 2.30. We Ubered <laughs> to the border. <laughs> and we, we went. You didn't have across. passports. We had uh, I have it. How many people had passports? Pennsylvania. How many people had passports? Zero people had passports. <laughs> and you went into Tijuana. And we went across into Tijuana. How long did it take? We got to the take? other side. The whole process? How long, yeah. Well, by when were you in the club in Tijuana? Probably by 3.15. That's not bad. No. For crossing an international it, it border without a passport. Yeah, no. You guys weren't worried no about how you were going to get back into America yes, with no passport? We were, we were also really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck it, let's go party in Tijuana. But that's what road trips are all about. Do you have any idea why I want to do a road trip episode? Other than the fact that we went on a road trip. Why do you want to do an episode on it? No. There's not going to be road trips. I don't think in 2100 there's going to be road oh, trips. Oh, shit. Good That's point. the main reason I think that that is the reason. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. And if it is, if there are road trips, it's not going to be the way we did it. Oh, no. Oh, and no. the thing is about the way we got to do it. Is that it is kind of like how people from like a couple like a couple decades ago got to, but it's definitely not like 1900, definitely not like 1910, 1920, 1930, 1940, 1950, 19 yeah, 15, 1960, around there. You could drive a car pretty fast on a highway, right? Like the Beatles. Well, one of the highways. Yeah, any any of the highways. Interstates were created. Yeah, when 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 roads started to get made, made. And cars started to get capable and reliable in the last 50 to 70 years. Um, That has kind of created this idea of the road trip. Which is like this grandiose idea that's pretty America specific too. It's, It's a pretty American idea too. Like the great American road trip. Yeah. 
And that's a board game. I used to play this board game, and instead of dice, it was this big thing. It was like a, a gas meter, and you used to push a button. And it, and it was a game. It was called Road Trip. It was just some bad board game. <laughs> I feel like Australia could have some nice road trips. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But, like, the, the idea is ostensibly American. It's mostly, like, it's, it's something that's often considered, like, an American ideal because it's such a wide landscape, and it's not Russia where it's, like, ice in the middle. Yeah, and it's not like uh, not like Australia where it's like forest on eighty percent of the continent and desert and forest and bullshit. America is pretty travelable um, for the most part, and I wanted to reach out to you because you've gone. How many states you've been to? I've been everywhere except Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and you've done both Dakotas. North Dakota, I haven't been to. Really? No. So those are those. Are, you think you've been Montana? No. Wow. Yes. You've been, you've done Nebraska. Yeah, we we've been through Nebraska with each other. I've been to Nebraska. Yes. You remember the picture of me standing out in the field? What? The picture from our road trip. Is it on my phone? Uh, no, I think it's on my old phone. But it's we we stopped in the middle of nowhere. Is Nebraska after Colorado? Uh, no, you, no. Uh, yeah. How'd you guys get to Nebraska? <laughs> I don't know. We got there somehow, though. I don't know. I've been to Kansas, but I've been to, I've been to both. Been Probably to, Kansas. Been to Kansas and Nebraska. So, uh, just yeah, being a baseball player, you have to travel. Whether it was uh, for the way you do it now or when you were a little kid. Oh, I've, I mean, I mean, you know, my weekends when I was little, I wasn't around much because... Mm. I was doing road trips. Maybe it wasn't the extent that I. Yeah, that's what I also want to know. What are your qualifications for a road trip? Uh, my qualifications for a road trip, I feel like. Like, if I'm traveling to Richmond, Virginia right now, that's not a road trip to me. How far is Richmond, Virginia? It's about maybe five and a half, six hours. That's not a road trip to me. Yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina, that's nine. And that's also, it depends how long it is. What? Richmond, Virginia, if you go to Richmond, Virginia for one night. Right. And you go back and forth in like 48 hours, that's a road trip. Because 12 hours in 48 hours. Yeah. It, it has to be tasking. Well, it, I think it, you have to stop one time on the road trip and like. Be like, all right, I gotta shut it down for the. Yeah, I gotta shut it down for a little bit. So it has to be multiple nights. It can't be a one stop destination. Um, you could do no, it. No, because you can road trip. Like, I road trip to Florida in a day. Before. We did that. Yeah. We, you went to spring training. That's well, a road trip. I've done, I've done the Florida drive. One. I've done the like, Florida Drive four times. I feel like the Florida Drive from the Northeast is very common. Yeah, who, have you done that? Yes, I've done that. With your family? Done that with my family. We went to, to Disney World together. Oh my God, I know I wanted a road trip story. But you had that big ass car. Excursion Talk man. about it. Talk about it. Talk about so, that car. Growing up, my family always had big excursion vans. And for, for someone who doesn't know what an excursion van is. Excursion van is Essentially, like a house on wheels. I mean, you got two two pilot seats in the front. Uh, you got the driver's seat and huge room. You walk in, and there's literally like I could stand up in that when I was about dude. I nine loved, years I old. loved that car. And then there was two seats behind it, individual seats with a lot with a lot of room up top. You look, and there's a TV, so we could play like we brought our PlayStation and everything to it. You got tube lights all around the whole van mm-hmm. for lighting. And then in the back, there is a long seat, which could hold probably about four people, and that folds down into a queen-size bed. 
Or it might have been a full-size bed. Mm-hmm. The queen might be a little too big. So on our road trips, like, if someone was tired, you'd put the bed down and you could sleep. Dude. And then you would switch spots with either your brother or sister. That's not even hard, man. That's awesome. Dude, yeah. Fuck you. My road trips get a lot worse than that. I, I know. In luxury. Well, you started out with that. When right. my family used to drive down to Florida, it would be the five of us in a minivan. <laughs> it would be a, it was a, uh, it was a suburban, whatever company makes suburbans. Chevy. 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 It was a Chevy suburban. It was, oh, I don't know. I might be lying. It was a minivan. So I don't know what it was. Regardless. We had that Nissan. We had the Nissan. That. And then before the Nissan, we had a, a blue, a dark blue, just like, Standard nineteen nineteen nineties. You know the sound of the door (laughs) smashes open. It's like no seatbelts. It's gonna blow up at any minute. But uh, we had one of them, and we took one of them all the way to Florida with my family. And our age differences are volatile in a car. Oh yeah, and especially all the personalities. And we used to be able to deal with it because there was a common respect of just shut up, just put on your goddamn headphones. You know the destination. Up and and if it if it didn't work out like that, it was just us picking at each other, trying to bother one another. Well, your family had a TV and a bed. Yeah, we had a TV. We had. I a remember bed. it was carpet, and the carpet felt good between your feet. I remember that. PlayStation was it brown in there? It was yeah. It was like a it was mostly like a, brown, a tannish brown. A very brutal color pattern. Built in, built in <laughs> coolers in the back, so you could put ice and your drinks in the back, like behind the two seats before the bed. How long is that drive to Florida? Yeah. Um, I mean. Orlando is probably 19 hours. There is no way that in 2100 people are going to spend 20 hours to get from no. Pennsylvania to Florida. No, just that, in the rate that travel gets faster and faster, there's just no way. I don't. We'll be going to the moon. Here's my. Here's yeah. my. He, in 19 he, hours. Yeah. Here's, my, here's my idea oh, about um about why road trips won't exist. I don't have an ironclad reason for like i think people still use cars kind of i think there will be roads kind of but i just think it'll be faster and more efficient or at least i hope i think local travel will be cars and gas yeah gas i don't think gas is sustainable i don't think cars are sustainable with how they pollute the environment not the way that we're pumping it out i think a lot of these things are unsustainable and they're gonna have to change so road trips are dead like there's no reason that for no reason we should be able to do and this is another – the biggest thing about road trips is that it's about freedom. Exactly. It's about That's the – That's what the whole thing is. It is about the freedom of movement um, in a way that cars liberated people. Before cars, if you wanted to travel, you needed like a horse. A wagon. And, and a caravan of people yeah. to make sure you didn't all get raped and killed. You needed a doctor to travel with you just in case your kid got the flu. You needed a team. You needed a team of people that all wanted to travel together for, for some grand reason. A road trip. Mainly to relocate. Yeah. Living. A, a road trip so is just cool. like, for fun. Just let's, let's go to Florida. <laughs> let's go to Florida to watch some baseball Yeah, games. you guys went to Florida to watch baseball. <laughs> and well, let's go see Scott and drive around with him. Right. Yeah. Now, so it, road trips substantially got worse throughout my years because, I mean, I traveled since I was little for baseball, but once I got into college, the travel, we went on buses. Oh my god, it only gets worse. Like tour, like like the tourist buses. But being six five and having no seniority on a team, you're doubled up in a seat with somebody, and we were taking so. So like as a freshman, you had no yeah, seniority. Yeah, no seniority. So we're doubled up with someone, and we're crammed in there, and like 
all the older guys are relaxed with their feet across seats and everything yeah. like that. So it's kind of like... The epitome of luxury. Yeah. Spreading out. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess it means a lot. So it's kind of it like does. the principle that you said. Just put on your headphones. Try to sleep as long as you can. Yeah, like, shut the Don't up. drink coffee or anything like that because you don't want to be up. Maybe even stay up as late as humanly possible well, so you can fall asleep on the bus. NyQuil was a huge... Because Jesus. once you woke up, you were down, down in another shot of NyQuil to try to fall asleep again. It was probably horrible for your body. Yeah. <laughs> Medicine-wise, um, so our school's funding for baseball, we couldn't fly places. But it's too cold in New York to play baseball baseball in February and March. We couldn't get on our field. We wouldn't get on our field until late March because of the snow. There would be snow on our field until then. So we always had to travel to like South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida – to play, mm-hmm. but we didn't have enough funding to fly, so we always had to bus down there, and our bus rides were about 15, 16 hours each weekend for the first four or five weekends. Fuck <laughs> oh my now, god! Now you got to think about this. It's it's one thing for the for the bus rides, but we're leaving on a Thursday morning at four a.m. Remember, we're in school too. We're supposed <laughs> to be doing schoolwork. Leave Thursday morning. We get down there Friday, like. Late Friday. Well, early well, you'll give us like late lot, Thursday. Give us an example of a destination. So you're okay. in Poughkeepsie, New York. Poughkeepsie, New York. So right in the Hudson Valley. And we'd say we're going to College of Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Which is the bottom of South Carolina. About a 15-hour drive. And, and these are places that aren't even right off the highway. you got to get off a highway, go on an interstate. Right. <laughs> like we we were traveling. The bumble That was probably the most common destination. We played down there a lot in mm-hmm. Charleston. So it was 15 hours. And we'd go back and forth each weekend to South Carolina, North Carolina, wherever, Georgia. And we'd leave Thursday morning around 4 a.m. and get there, I mean, 15 hours. So we get there around with all the stops, 10 at night, 11 at night, practice Friday, or have a game Friday night, Saturday. And then this is where it didn't make much sense to me. They'd make us play at like 2, 3 p.m. on a Sunday. Baseball games are three hours long. We're not getting done our game till five. And then we can't sit on the bus, not showered, so we have to go shower at one of the team facilities. So we're not getting on the bus until six. Then we got to eat, so we're not getting on the road until seven. Another 15-hour drive back. We don't get home until 10 in the morning on Monday, and we're supposed to have an 11 o'clock class. And our coach is like, oh, you're going – make sure you're at class. We're coming to check. They were just going home to sleep. They're not coming They're not to check. checking. <laughs> so obviously, what are we doing? We're, we're sleeping. So really the only time that you're going to class is if you have Monday night class or Tuesday or Wednesday, the whole spring semester of college. So road trips were like it, – it wasn't just the miserable part of the That's road like trips. your life. That's the, – the, the, the bus is what you do. I have been and I still am now playing baseball. It's, I'm not in the glorious – major leagues yet so we're still busing and it's uh the same thing applying you're probably so used to it when i was in arkansas with them it was like i felt like i was a freshman in college again because me and another you got like 30 year olds on your team right exactly like wives exactly so you really think that you're gonna like go near them and sit? yeah alan get out of your seat (laughs) it's like a dude with a beard and a and a a tan line where his wedding ring used to be (laughs) justin the greatest you know him from ex philly so when i I went up to arkansas he was there and obviously he's taking the bus too he doesn't have special privileges at that point ain't nobody so as a four-year big leaguer with all the money in the world, he probably could have flown himself, but you have to travel with the team. It's rules. 
And I felt like I was a freshman all over again because I had to wait till everybody got on the bus first. And then I had to see if there was an open seat. And if there wasn't an open seat, then there was going to be issues with like some of the... That shit is humbling. Least tenure guys. So like guys that like just started with the team that year or something like... like, Because there's guys that have been there for a few years. Bus politics? Oh my God. Road trip bus politics? Oh my God. (laughs) I would wait... I mean, you're, you're nervous. It's a new team. No, you I know, know I know, I know. I pushed the wrong button. I, the I wrong was saying people. this t- the other day behind your back. I said to Sharif, I was like, it's so fucking weird that Scott has a team. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, and it's, there's some guys that are a lot older than you, and you're the new guy to the group. So it's like, you don't want to, you don't want to piss everyone rub, off. Yeah, you don't want to rub anybody the wrong like, way. It's like starting a new job or anything. So I would wait to get on the bus at the end and. If there was no seats, like people would have to be like, all right, like I'll double up for this ride, but I'm not doubling up next ride. But meanwhile, <laughs> negotiating, you're, you're doubling up the whole time with a, another younger kid, and it's just, it, yeah, it's your legs get cramped. You stop at shitty rest stops the whole time. Like you're eating like shit because oh, you you can't you can't because you can't cook. You can't cook rice no. and chicken and over vegetables. I mean, you try to like us. you try to hit like a subway because that's like healthier than McDonald's. But, but I, even subway food's not good. For and you. you don't even have the you don't have the willpower to say no to chicken and fries. Right, if you're exactly. On a bus for fucking fifteen. I go to stop at a gas station. I get two Gatorades and <laughs> gummy candy, worms, <laughs> gummy, gummy worms, gummy trolley gummy worms, and a bag of like. Uh, Cheddar bugles. And I just down those. <laughs> the, the the meal of an athlete, right? Maybe some ice cream. Uh, so it's not good for you. It's it's now I look at the it. The traveling shit is not good for you. No, it's not it's like you're not your body is not. Used it's to like a really easy to way to, to it. really easy way to get blood clots. Uh-huh. Like a super easy way, and then you're expected to go out after one of these and perform. Hey, at bud, high you've been level. in a you've been in essentially in a tube. Sitting stagnant for 15 hours. Come go play. Go run around. Yeah. Throw the ball as fast as you can. And like, <laughs> if not, if not, we'll take away your scholarship. And we'll, we'll cut you. Take away your job. We'd be stopped halfway, like seven hours in, to be like, all right, like team stretch. And everyone's like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> no. Everyone's, everyone's drowsy on NyQuil. And they're like, all right, let's go stretch in a park. We're in a parking lot. Just imagine, imagine being. I can't believe we haven't seen. I can't believe we haven't seen anything like this in our area. I guess there's no like colleges around us to really notice that stuff. But man, yeah, literally like a Cracker Barrel parking lot, an Acme, Walmart. Like we'll just be out of the bus in four lines. People probably just thought you guys were like a religious cult. (laughs) Just like a big bus pulls over, everyone starts stretching. (laughs) They like they're worshiping the sun. It's February, so cold. Yeah, (laughs) it was. Yeah, it's. It's an interesting lifestyle, very unstable, but we, I was actually just talking about this last weekend with a couple of the guys that I played with in college, and they're like, we wouldn't trade those like bus trips for anything, because some of the weirdest stuff comes from it. Like, I was going to say, uh, you got to give us a story. You got to yeah. give us one story. One story of the ridiculousness, and then, I'll, and then, then once you give me one story, I'll take you to a story we're both at, and we can tell the okay. Colorado story. Well, this past, this past year... This past year, I uh, I was new to – I just came off an injury. So I was coming out of spring training, and I was new to, like, the squad. I knew the guys on the – like, some of the guys on the team, but not all of them. And I didn't know the manager at all. And, uh, like, you're – so I had uh, I had my little pint of Jameson and my ginger ale. It's a bold – it's a good move. You, right. Because you can't fit beers in a bag. You carry all so that So you know around. what a blender bottle is that workout yeah, drinks? Yeah, workout people. You, like, shake it up and all that. Yeah. And, we used to live with a couple of blender bottles. Yeah. Right. So I uh, I put my Jameson, my ginger ale in the blender bottle because I didn't want to just drink it straight out of the 
And <laughs> Dude, that's like a very unappealing way to drink an alcoholic beverage. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't want to. I know, I'm just saying. I've never drank out of like a big mouthpiece. Right. Flip. <laughs> so it's uh, the weekend I got there, it's they tried to keep it loose. So different things for the bus trips, like karaoke, whatever. And mm. This one was like, we were going to dress up in ridiculous outfits. Okay. A bunch of grown men. A bunch of grown 23 <laughs> to 25 year olds dressed in ridiculous outfits. Mind you, I'm new to the team. I figured I probably don't have a ridiculous outfit just on deck. Well, I went to a thrift shop real quick before I, I got off the plane. Oh, you're like, it's wacky it. costume night with the new team. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Dude, baseball. So like I knew some of the, like I knew some of the kids and like I'm I'm kind of a goofball, like yeah. in the locker room and I was like, all right, like I don't these kids are probably gonna judge me, but I wanna give them a good laugh. So I show up in a one piece women's bathing suit. <laughs> I have pictures. That's confidence, buddy. You've grown in out and you've burst out of your shell. Yeah, I have pictures. What state were you in this one piece? We were in uh, Iowa. So Scott Boach is in Iowa in a one piece bathing suit. Heading to Illinois. So not too far. It wasn't like a crazy road trip, but still. I'm in a one piece bathing suit. It's uncomfortable being on leather seats. And you've got a penis in a one piece bathing suit, which is not comfortable either. Nothing fits me. Yeah. So um, big ass woman. So back to the the Jameson and ginger ale. I put it in my blender bottle, and I'm in <laughs> you're in that, you're drinking Jameson. <laughs> you're drinking Jameson ginger ale in, in out of a blender bottle on, a, on bus. a bus next to a guy because you have to show the seat. Yeah, I was because you're seat. new and uh, you're wearing a one piece bathing suit. And yeah, and I don't know any of the uh, you the, don't know any of the people. Well, no, I know some of the kids because okay. like I played with them in the previous year, but I didn't know any of the coaches. <laughs> Okay, so I'm new and like and they, this is such a bold move. They have to know. They have to know who you are a little bit, obviously, for okay. the organization. They give you a little background and like. I would hope that my teammates talk highly of me. I try to be a good teammate, and they probably knew I was a goofball. So I had to sing karaoke because all the new guys had to sing karaoke. Um, I sang the national anthem <laughs> in the one piece. That's so awesome. All right, good. And uh, so I get back to my seat. I'm all nervous. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed that up. Before I sang karaoke, I was a little nervous. I was like, all right, I got to get a lip with courage like, going on. Mm-hmm. Like, So I'm going to drink this. So I like, shake up my Jameson and ginger ale. In the blender bottle. In the blender bottle. With the little thing. Right. Around. I didn't think about it. I put soda in there. You fucking idiot. And I shook up the blender bottle with soda. I wasn't thinking, because it wasn't in a soda <laughs> bottle. If it was in a soda bottle, I would have been like, oh, you can't shake up soda, soda and bottle. open it. But I put it in something else. So I was like, oh, all the carbonation's gone. Nope. So I shake it up. And wait, then, uh, wait, hold on. This is probably why that happened. Did you pour it in and then close it and then close the flap? Yeah, and pour, then you probably and then I shook it up. I wanted to I closed the flap and I shook it up <laughs> because I wanted to mix it together. And dude, I opened this. I'm like looking at it, looking down at the blender bottle, and I flick open the cap, and all you hear is this loud ass boom. Dude, when I tell you, I got so much Jameson in my eyes. <laughs> Dude, the kids eight rows back from me got sprayed. They're like, what the fuck was that? It's all over the windows. <laughs> Mind you, I'm new to this team. This is the first road trip. And I'm in a one-piece bathing suit, and I just sprayed the whole bus with Jameson and ginger ale. And it smells like booze. And the coaches look back, and they're like, Bochus, what do you got to drink back there, buddy? <laughs> just like, oh, shit. So I'm like beat red, like my eyes, like I can't yeah, you're see. you're probably not excited. I, I can't see, I'm like red. shaking, I'm nervous. And he's the like, whole time there's a dude sitting next to you, you're a one-piece bass. <laughs> well, I knew him, that's, that's my buddy Colin, he's a he's a good kid, so he was laughing the whole time, and it's like, and they're like, alright, well, uh, 
time for karaoke, and I was like, oh, shit. Were you the first one to go, too? Yeah, because I was new. I was the only new kid, so, like, I had to go to kick off the road trip. Before we pulled out, you had to sing. Like, you can't can't pull out of the out of the stadium. And you chose the national anthem? Why that song? Just because I wound up up singing. Well, once I did it, then I wound up singing it at the stadium. Before a game. So that was before that. Right. Yeah, this is the, so this is the reason why. yeah. You're like, I can do this. Why did you pick the national anthem as your song to sing? It's the only thing I can really remember off the top of my head at See, the I moment. Keep, I keep a couple karaoke songs in the back pocket. I mean, I wanted to, like, I didn't want to mess up the words because then they're like, oh, you. Like, well, that's the only song that you can't mess up the words. No. And so. If, I, you, miss up, if you mess up the words to, like, a Frank Sinatra song, they'll be like, oh, he doesn't know all the words of the Frank Sinatra song. National anthem, you're an idiot. Yeah, you're, you're a national anthem. You picked a high. Picking the national anthem as a karaoke song yeah. is a higher risk. Than if you would have picked like "Knock You Down" by Carrie Olson. Right now, yeah, exactly. I should have just thought. <laughs> I just should have just thought of that. But yeah, so I sprayed the whole bus with this drink, and it was it was a good start off because that kind of like gave them like a little insight. To hey, me. look at me! <laughs> I wasn't like, but I wasn't like being like, "Hey, look at me!" I wasn't trying to draw attention to myself. Yeah, I was accidentally. Just, I accidentally did that, and then it was kind of like a like a good laugh. They were just like, "Jesus!" Like, what are we getting ourselves into? So that kind of carried on throughout the season, like. In the locker room, I'd be doing goofy things. Like, no. Just to try to keep it loose. It's a long season, so it's, yeah. just try to keep it loose. And the road trips, it would, do you think in an average baseball season, you spend more time playing games or traveling? About nine hours per series. Uh, I would probably say games, honestly, but it's not very, very far apart. It's it's half. It's, it seems like it's part, like almost half the job. It's, <laughs> traveling is a big. Yeah, it's. I've been. I probably wasted a good year of my life on, a, on on the road, like on a bus traveling for baseball. <laughs> it's insane, dude. I, I, but I mean, it's you got to make the best of it. It's, it's, bring TV because they got outlets now, so we'll bring our. I have better. like a thirty-inch TV, thirty-two-inch TV, so I'll bring that and I'll bring my PS4. Well, and, and a big time out. Road trips got way easier for us. Oh, yeah. For us with phones and right. uh, and and GPS. Imagine if we had to use a map when we used to go to Florida. My parents used to have to print out the directions for MapQuest. Right before that, they and before that, it was maps. actual maps and a Look. compass. And yeah, you said it. Right. It's yeah. it's it's not. Uh, it's more glorified now. But, yeah. Um. But one last thing for my story, you got to remember what mm-hmm. I told you about before getting off at shitty rest stops. Okay. Didn't think about that in my one piece bathing suit. I'm so same road a, trip. A, after you spray everyone, how many hours after you spray? Everyone? We stop probably to get lunch, like three and a half hours so i'm like dried up booze all over me <laughs> Sticky, in a one piece bathing suit in a in a gas station rest stop i go up to the cashier and i'm like i have like a chocolate bar and like a bag of chips she just looks at me and i was like i'm sorry don't say anything please i was like just just please <laughs> ca- just God. please cash me out <laughs> so yeah she just looked at me and like kind of like like smirked and like laughed and then yeah that's uh got back on went on my way and then
Okay, so off the cuff here to end this episode, no script. Why road trips? I already acknowledged I didn't have to talk. I didn't have to do a lot of exposition this episode because me and Scott pretty much covered all the bases, and uh, there's also some great stories in there. However, um, future road trips, they're not going to be the same. It's not the, – the pace at which transportation um, advances is so exponential. Just if you do the regular – the litmus test that we do is you look back 80 years – and uh, those cars were primitive. So if you look up 80 years, I believe uh, self-driving, things driving themselves will be the future. Cars that just take us from point A to point B in the fastest, safest, most efficient way possible. They're working on optimizing like cars that literally turn into helicopters and fly. They're working on cars that drive themselves, trucks that drive themselves, and that literally don't even have driver's seats. You can sit in it like a living room. And that's right now. So if you think about in the future, that stuff's all going to be perfected and then primitive by 2100. So I think driving is going to be a lot more relaxing, more sociable. You'll definitely be able to use your laptop in any car once not 4G's out of date and then it's 5G. And then what God knows with 6G, there's going to be a chip in everything. Everything's going to be connected and you're going to be able to get done whatever you want. So the idea of a tasking road trip where you have no cell service and you're trapped in the desert and then a man with a knife approaches you, those days are gone. And the days of <laughs> truck stops in a one-piece bathing suit with your baseball team, those are gone. Scott even, he was doing stuff like that when he still had a television and a video game system. So maybe human nature will keep the spirit of road trips alive in a world where things are just fundamentally easier because people will always need that escape. But who knows if that freedom's possible in the type of world we live in, you know? Ah, good. No, no script necessary. Um, the music, oh, I would like to say thank you to um, Cynthia Chindamo, uh, Scott Boches, um, Ben Volano, Avenge Sevenfold for the music. We had Avenge Sevenfold as well as Doja Cat um, and Rusted Roots. Thank you to Rusted Roots. And to play you off um, to the end of the episode, I'm going to play just a little clip. It's, we're done with future talk. It's a little clip from a man in West Rifle. Me and Scott and Brendan went to uh, West Rifle, Colorado to watch the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles play on Sunday night football in the middle of our road trip. Uh, so we went in there and – Amazingly, in this tiny little bar in rural West Rifle, Colorado, there is one man, two, two men sitting at the bar. One man is the drunkest man we've ever met, and he is berating us the entire time we're there. And then the other dude there is an Eagles fan wearing a Brian Dawkins jersey. So it was a really cool dynamic. We, were, we got to have a, an Eagles fan experience in West Rifle. But the man next to me was the drunkest man I've ever seen in my life. And um, I'm going to play some of him berating me at the bar because I had to sit next to him. And I just happened to have my recorder on me. Thank you for listening. My name is Jason Peters. Please like and subscribe. Listen, share it, and happy 2100. Exactly. A lovely rifle. Ralph, we ain't got it. Well, we, can, we were just... You. Yes, that's, we were in parachute. Thank you.
We came from parachute. Uh, get a little mushy. <laughs> Little yeah. 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 That's, right. That's what I'm talking about, hey! I ain't trying to fuck you, buddy. Get a little much, bro. I said, hey, you can't tell me. I got a little much, bro. You need dinner. Yeah. Hey, oh, well, anyway. I ain't coffee, though. So, just for me. I'm telling you, I ain't coffee. Yeah. How about your beer? It's fine. Do you all Every one of y'all. This is hey, fine, man. What's you drink it down there? He's drinking water. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah. baby. Yo. That's all. I can't yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, we're thinking, how far is Denver from you? You all agree? No, no, thank you, buddy. 185 miles. Dude, we're not making it to Denver. I'm not making it. 185 miles. Hey. Do you guys know where to stay, a place to stay in Rifle? Anyone you all want to there's some no, hotels. I got drive. Over by the hotels or motels? Hey, hotels. There's like a holiday in over by the. Yeah. I can deal with a holiday. Yeah. yeah. No, I can deal it's with a holiday. <laughs> now we passed. Sure? We had some sketchy yeah. options on the way up. That's the other boat. That's the other boat. This is my. I, this is my first time in Colorado. Are you good? I don't know any. Got you, bro. Are you on pack two or something? No. That's fine. Don't worry about it, man. Or just have a good time. Enjoy the game. Oh, look at that guy. We all cool motherfuckers, bro. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, man. Cool motherfucker, too. I feel you. I'm also not trying to fuck anybody. Yes, sir. Look at the hungry motherfucker. Hey, you got the wings good, man. Hey. The wings good, man. Mm-hmm. Very good. I ain't trying to fuck nobody. <laughs> get a little much, bro. Get, get, get a little much, bro. Get a little much, bro. Cool motherfucker, bro. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, man. Cool motherfucker, too.